Friends, if I hadn't had a chance to meet you, my name is Joe, and I'm one of the pastors here at Central City Church. I'm excited to be with you all. We're on a new series called Focus, and we're spending uh, six weeks looking at six different prescriptions to help us see God's vision for ourselves and for our church. We're talking about these minor adjustments that we can make, similar if you've ever had your eyes uh, tested and had to get prescription glasses, little minor adjustments that can take that will take us from being kind of living in a fog to having this real deep sense of clarity. So before we get into that message, I do want to extend just a special welcome. If you're a guest with us today, we're so excited that you're here. Um, in fact, we're so excited. We have a gift for you. We have a little tumbler, and in that tumbler has a free gift to uh, Stoff's Coffee, um, which is just uh, two doors down the street. So if you want to stop at our guest center on the way out, you can pick that up. And if you're a guest with us, um, we have usually a connect card. Today we have what we call what we're calling a response card. It should be attached to your update. Um, on the update, there's the order of service, and on the back, there's room to take notes and and hopefully there'll be something that I say today by the grace of God that you'll want to remember. Um, we'll see if that happens. But um, um, there should be a response card. There's a place, if you're a guest, to fill out some information. And then we're actually going to use this, the, everyone who's here, we're going to be using it a couple different times for you to interact with some of the stuff that's going on in the life of the church. So we have a couple of announcements um, this morning that I want to let you know about. The first one is uh, this is our last Sunday here in the theater. We have been here uh, since September. Actually, we did preview services during the summer. Uh, this day, um, I think a year ago, we were in this space for a preview service, and then we launched weekly services September 17th, and we've been here ever since, but we're moving to a new location at 1266 Virginia Avenue, um, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and next week is our first day there, and so to kind of like celebrate and get to know one another, we're going to have a little potluck. And uh, we're going to be providing drinks and some fried chicken, maybe even some grilled chicken um, for those who are into that. And, uh, um, you know, I'm health conscious. Um, just don't eat chicken at that point, I feel like, but it's my own internal commentary. Sorry. Um, and so um, if you want to give, uh, if you want to bring something and you don't want to bring the same thing 10 other people are bringing, not that that's ever happened in our community before. Um, we have a doodle poll. You can access that by going to centralcity.co, C-O, slash news, and you'll see this photo. You can click on it, and there's a link to a doodle poll. You can say, hey, this is what I'm going to bring. And we'd love for you to do that. We're, there's going to be a space. We'll turn our worship space um, uh, at our new location into just some nice place to hang out with tables and chairs. One other announcement we have this morning is we're going to have, uh, we have a position opening up for City Kids. Um, uh, so if you're interested in working with our City Kids ministry, helping organize the volunteers and caring for that ministry, we do have an application available. You're welcome to uh, apply. You can contact Alyssa at alyssa at centralcity.co or you can just make a note on your response card and she'll uh, follow up with you with that. So um, with that, we're going to transition. I do want to let you know um, if you've been impacted by the ministry here or you want to see this ministry continue, all the work that we do from Sunday morning to small groups to local missions, we'd encourage you to give. It's really easy. Uh, we don't take up an offering during the service, but you're welcome to give on your way out. We have a little drop box, the same place you can put your response card. Um, and um, you can give online or you can give by texting. Um, very simple process to set that up, and we encourage you to give and to give uh, generously so we can continue to do uh, this ministry. So with that, I'm going to pray, and we'll jump into our message. Will you pray with me? God, we come before you, and we are so grateful. We're so grateful to be here. Um, Lord, we really are happy um, giving all of our talents, all of our gifts uh, to you. 
We ask that you would uh, break through all of these barriers that, ha that happen to pop up in our lives. All of the distractions we came with, Lord, the stress that we're worried about, the stress that we left behind at home or the stress that we have to return to, the things that we didn't get done at work this week, whatever it is that just is burning us, Lord, help us to lay those down, if, if only for a few moments that we can experience your spirit. We surrender our lives and we ask that you would speak, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing to you. Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. In your name, amen. So on July 8th, we're moving to a new location. Uh, it's just down the street on the corner of Virginia and 3rd. Um, so you, you don't need to come here. Uh, we're going to head over there. Um, in fact, the Saturday before that, so this coming Saturday on July 7th, we're going to be doing a run-through in the new space. And it's an opportunity for you to see the space ahead of time. So if you're on any of these teams or you're interested on, if interested in serving in one of these teams, we're going to talk about ways to serve today. So if you're like, man, I really, I'd like to serve in that way, um, we encourage you to come and, and uh, we'll post this schedule on Facebook and, and include it in the email this week. But from 10 to 11, we're going to have our AV team set up. So if you're interested in learning more about sound or want to learn about sound specifically in the new space, they're going to be doing that from 10 to 11 on Saturday in our new space. And then from 11 to 1, uh, our band's going to be practicing. If you want to join the band, don't come during this practice. Um, because they're going to actually practicing, um, so that's the one exception. Um, but but please let us know. We would love to to have you be a part of it. Um, the band's always looking for some new uh, musicians to be a part of that ministry. And then from one to two, city kids, greeters, hospitality. We're going to set up all of the other spaces uh, and kind of figure out, work out the kinks ahead of time on that Saturday, and do some training and run through what would it look like for a visitor or for a new family to come in and and, and be a part of the space. So that's going to be happening from one to two. And then from two to two thirty, um, we're going to have an open house and then a time to just pray. So if you want to come and check out the space, you want to ask God to use this new space in a powerful way, we encourage you to come um, at two or you can come either at 10 or at one if you're interested in one of those places uh, to serve. So um, we're going to do a time where we really do uh, uh, take some time with the space. Now we're moving to this because we, we, we feel that this space is going to work better for our church. Um, it's a better fit for a number of reasons. It has more secure children's space. Um, I don't know if you notice where our kids' area is. Um, everyone has to walk by it, and it's just kind of on display. And um, We're not a super big fan of that, but it's, what's, it's what we've had. Um, it also has much more flexible worship space, which is really important to us. We want to be able to build community and to not feel so separate from each other and to be able to see each other as we worship, and worship being not only about looking to God but towards each other. Uh, but there are a couple of challenges in this new space. Um, the first one is... Um, uh, it doesn't necessarily have the greatest parking. So we've been working to secure parking all and around this new location. There isn't a parking lot that belongs to the building. So we've secured some spots across the street and et cetera. But we're encouraging in that area of town, it's just a short walk from here, like less than 10 minute walk, tons of street parking. So this is the challenge as we talk about hospitality two weeks ago. The challenge to create space for new people is, hey, you know what? There's lots of street parking. If you consider this your church home and you attend regularly, we're going to encourage you to, uh, to street park. In fact, if parallel parking makes you uncomfortable, I'm offering free classes. Um, and Alyssa can testify I'm a very good teacher when it comes to parallel parking. And she's a much better parallel parker now. Um, just a little really simple trick. I can show it to you very quickly. And so that's the challenge if you consider this your church home and you really care about us reaching new people to really try to find some spots on the, on the street. So if you look at this, this is where our space is. You can see it with our logo there at CA Backspace. The green is some spots that we're going to either, we're still working to secure 
secure or, um, or our street parking. And so there's tons of space around the street and other streets further down that you can park. There is going to be a space a little bit to the, I guess, my left, your left, um, over here. And then the blue area, we've got that space. And that's kind of like the per like that's the ideal parking. So we're really hoping to reserve that for people who are checking us out or visiting, that sort of thing. So that blue area is, uh, you know, Woodland Tavern and a few other businesses. There's a whole line of parking there. So just to give you an idea as you come next week, um, I'm looking at a few people who I know walk to church. So this doesn't apply to you. And we're so, <laughs> if you want to walk, you can do that as well. I don't know if there's a bike rack, but... We should really talk to him about that. We'll probably get it by next summer. So, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, the other thing that we want to realize about this space, and this is what I want to spend a little, few moments with, is that this space isn't bigger than the theater. Um, we think this space is going to be a good fit for our church, but it isn't bigger. The kids' space is probably going to be a little bit bigger, um, and it, but it's going to be much better because it's down a hallway. It's in its own contained area. It's, it's going to be really great, I think. But, uh, with real doors, not just play panel doors. So all the parents in the room are like, amen. The worship area, though, is actually smaller. Um, so this space with tables um, can f fill uh, 150. We're going to max out at the new space at like 80. So the actual square footage would be almost probably half the space as this room. So you're going to go in there and you're like, oh my gosh, we like, we go into a much smaller space. So here's, here's what you need. When we move to this space, this is why I tell this, when we move to the space, we're going to be probably full immediately. Um, it'll probably feel full in that space right away. In fact, our first Sunday, given the fact that it's a new, new space and people might want to check us out, we might be uncomfortably full um, and even potentially packed. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, we're uncomfortably full for a, maybe a couple of weeks. So after that initial week, um, we're still going to maybe be full. And here's the plan. We hope to be full, and we're okay with that because um, this is what we want to do. We want to have a handful of weeks where we kind of pack in this space, and then we're going to move to two services. Our hope would be to move to two services as early as September. So if you come and you're like, man, there just isn't room for me, um, stay. There is room for you, and we're going to make sure of that. Uh, there will be room for you. And so we want to be full for a while, and then we're going to move to two services. And we want to go to two services for a couple of reasons. One is we want the chance to reach more people. We want the chance to connect with more people. And not only will two services give us more room, but it gives us more options. And whether we like it or not, our schedules, even on Sundays nowadays, are extremely complicated and confusing. So offering two services, one earlier and one later, is going to give us an opportunity to connect with people who maybe on a particular Sunday has a little bit of a crazy schedule. I'm leaving town in the afternoon and I can't go to church, or I, I was up late the night before and I can't get here. So having an earlier service and a later service is going to be great for reaching people who have just honestly really busy schedules. So we're excited about that. But there's a second reason that's really important to us. We want to give people who serve, especially people who serve outside the worship area, a chance to attend church. I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of our children's volunteers will serve a couple times a month. And then it's not uncommon for them to be maybe gone out of town for a, a week, a month, or you know, just not be able to make it to church. And so it's very common for one of our children's volunteers to not be in church, not be in worship for like a month or two, just because they're serving out there and then maybe they're out of town and all this sort of thing. So having two services, here's our goal. We want to create a culture where you serve in one and you attend the other. It will mean that we're going to need more servants, but it's going to give an opportunity for our current servants to at least have the option to come to church. And that's really important. So this space, 
being a little bit smaller is going to help us move to two services much quicker and have the flexibility to do that because we'll have it for a much longer time. We wouldn't have time here to do two services. So this, does that make sense? Can I get the idea? This is, this is what we're looking at. So um, we're actually uh, curious what you think about two services. So I'm going to do a quick survey. If you pull out your response card, I'm just going to tell you about this and you can take some time to think about it during the service. On the response card at the bottom of the front page, um, it should be just a... Um, I see some people didn't get a response card, Alyssa. I don't know if you could maybe get a few copies. Some people, I think, only got an update for some reason. So the response card is just a normal piece of paper. On the bottom is a, two questions. The one is, um, if we did two services, which one would you likely attend, the earlier or the later? Um, we don't have times set for those, but sometime would be earlier in the morning on Sunday, and one would be later in the morning on Sunday. So I'm just curious, which one would you more likely attend? We want to kind of get a gauge for where our community is currently. And the second question is, what's the earliest you would come if you went to the early service? And what's the latest you would come if you went to the, to the later service? So you could say, well, the latest I really want to go to church is 11 o'clock, you know, because then it gets over afternoon, and I don't want to go too much into the afternoon. So I'm just really curious where you're at. Take some time to think about that and put it on your response card. If we had two services, would you go to the earlier one or the later one? And what's the earliest you would go, and what's the latest you would go? And if you need a response card, Alyssa's got some extra ones. So, um, so, that, so now we're all on the same page. Um, I want to prepare for this move by talking through some of our six prescriptions. So we've decided that as a church, you can put up that next slide, Max. As a church, um, these are the six things that we really want to focus on. These are the minor adjustments we want to make in our life to see God's will for our lives more clearly. Um, they are transparency, compassion, excellence, sacrifice, evangelism, and diversity. So two weeks ago, we talked about transparency. And ultimately, we talked about how we want to be a church where people can show up and let themselves be seen. This comes from Brenna Brown. This is what she talks about as the basics of one of her mantras for vulnerability. It just means show up and let yourself be seen. Um, that's what we want. We want to be a church that's safe enough that regardless of who you are, you can show up and let yourself be seen for who you are, regardless of who you are, and that you, you know that you'll be accepted and you'll be loved to show up and let yourself be seen. Then last week, we talked about compassion. We talked about, Alyssa talked about how compassion is this gut-riching feeling that we feel when we see other people suffering. We suffer with them. We, we, we care about their situation. It, and it's really about being compassionate beyond what reason alone would allow. So in all we do as a community, with, with our work as a, as a church and our small groups, our work amongst the homeless and sex workers and anything else, we want to enter into relationship with people and let ourselves not only be seen, but let ourselves feel what other people are feeling, this deep sense of compassion. I'm willing to walk in your shoes. I'm willing to see the world from your perspective, and I'm willing to care about it. This is really important for us, and I think when we begin to let ourselves be seen and, and let ourselves really see other people then we begin to see God's will for our lives more clearly. So today we're going to talk about excellence, our third prescription lens. And to do that, I'm going to start in a bit of an unlikely place. Before we can talk about excellence, we need to talk about serving, because when we talk about this prescription we call excellence, what we're talking about is a prescription that is focused primarily on what it means to serve in this community, what it means to volunteer, what it means to give of yourself. So let's first talk about why we serve and why we ask everyone to serve. If you're here today, we're inviting you to serve. And um, we'll talk about why we hope everyone who serves then will do that in, by striving for excellence. So 
If you have your Bible, um, you can turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And Acts tells us the story of the Holy Spirit's work in the early church. In chapter 1, Jesus leaves behind his disciples, but he leaves them with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit begins to work in this new community and, and form this new community into what we call the church. And at the end of this uh, of Acts chapter 2, we have a couple of verses that try to summarize in this sort of big picture way what the early church looked like. And I want to read this together, so I want to try a, kind of an old way of reading Scripture. Um, I want to read it responsively, so if you're not familiar with responsively reading, this would be a good introduction for you, which means I'm going to read a line, and then you'll read a line together in unison. So let's do that. We're going to look at the screen together, and I'll read a couple lines of this passage, Acts 2, 42 to 47, and then you can read the parts that say uh, people. So I'm the leader, and you're the people. That's, that's how that'll work. So here we go. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God in the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love this passage. Um, it's a great passage um, that I think every church since the beginning has been trying to live up to. It's a hard passage to live up to. Uh, it's an amazing summary of what the church could be. And we as Central City Church are, like many churches, trying to strive to be this kind of church. And so let's pause and let's see how we line up to this passage. In fact, if you look at this passage and you compare it to what we're talking about, even with our prescriptions and our, some of our core values and what we're trying to do in our life together, um, you'll see that this summary captures what we're striving for. First, they were growing in their faith. They, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayers and to signs and wonders, and they were experiencing God and God's grace, and they, they, God was breaking through into their lives in these powerful and intense ways. They were growing in their confidence of God because God was breaking through, and they saw God at work, and that's our prayer for our church as well. And they were transparent with each other. They entered into relationship. They were in fellowship with each other, which means they shared life together. And they hung out both in public spaces and larger gatherings, but also in more personal spaces like their homes. And they, they enjoyed life together. They showed up and they let themselves be seen in worship and in small groups. And they were sacrificing and, 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 and generous, which is one of our prescriptions, sacrifice. In fact, you can't get any more generous than 100%, right? And you can't give more than you have. And they were giving all that they have. And the early church was being generous and sacrificial, sharing everything they had in common. And they were engaged in evangelism. They, they lived in such a way that people around them looked at them and, 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 and said, I want to I be a part of that community. They said they shared favor with all people. Now, they didn't get along with everyone. They actually were often at odds with some of the people in power and governmental structures, and Paul got into some trouble, and the early church in general got persecuted because of it. But the general, everyday neighbor who was around there, there was this idea that, like, you know, like the way in which they lived, the way in which they loved, the way in which they interacted with the people around them, they're like, yeah, you're all right. I kind of like what you guys are about. But here's the one part of our, of our life as a church that we're going to talk about today 
that isn't as obvious in this passage. Um, you, you don't see them talking about serving. Nothing about serving with excellence or serving in general. There's no talk of people signing up to volunteer and serve in the church or at, at, at their gatherings. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? It just doesn't, doesn't mention it. I wonder why that is. Well, it's really simple, actually. This passage talks about everything they're doing. It doesn't talk about all the people they needed in order to do all of those things, which is often the case in church, isn't it? We do a lot and we celebrate a lot, and look, look what we've been able to accomplish together. I mean, I could give you a list, but you know, we don't always spend a lot of time talking about every single one of you who made it happen. So you gotta think about it. Think about all the people they would need serving in this kind of community. They, they would need small group leaders and teachers and someone to cook the food and someone to take up the offering and someone to order the finances and, and someone to manage the distribution of the budget and, and servants to meet new people and to help them connect with other people and servants to disciple new people and servants to serve in the, the wider community of Jerusalem and their mission and their outreach programs and servants to watch the kids so the, te- the adults could go to temple and people to pray and people to offer hospitality in their homes and people who would do evangelism and people who would care for the poor and people who would lead others in caring for the poor. And then there would be people who would organize everyone who's doing all of those things. And it doesn't even include the people who'd be running sound or people running keynote or people who'd be playing the, the harp or the pipes. You know, you get the point. All of these people would be needed in order to accomplish this kind of community without serving, without people. People aren't going to grow. People aren't going to sacrifice or give if there's not a financial system to organize that. People aren't going to connect or be vulnerable with each other. And we're not going to reach any new people if we don't have leaders and individuals serving. Serving makes all of these things possible. All of it. So there's a sense that our community is first a gift from God. And, and serving is the gift that God gives us that keeps our community going. Ministry is possible because people like you are willing to serve. So thank you. It uh, reminds me, though, of a clip that plays before um, every PBS show ever. Do you, do you know the one I'm talking about? Can we, can we play it real quick? Our community is made possible by God. No corporate sponsorship. Well, that's debatable. Our community is made possible by God and by contributions from people like you. Now, now we as a church, we're not perfect. Uh, we're still striving towards this ideal that we see in Acts chapter 2. But we can't get there without you. So someone might say, they might look at this passage in Acts chapter 2, and they might say, like, we need to be more like the early church. I don't know if, if you've lived in the Christian world or specifically sub, some subsets of it. That's what I've heard. Like, we need to be more like Acts chapter 2, the early church. And if someone says that to me, you know what I'm going to say? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, good, good. So here's a list of places you can serve to make that kind of community possible. In fact, that's my favorite response if someone's like, hey, this should really be different. I was like, okay, good, excellent. So you're ready to greet next week. Yeah, sign you up for greeting so that, so that we can be more friendly because you really, you're passionate about it, right? So careful if you complain. Well, anytime someone complains, it's, I take it as them raising their hand saying I want to I serve. So just know that ahead of time. 
But here's what I think is really true. The church can't live into its full potential until you're living into your full potential. Because friends, we are the church. We're it. It's not something else. It's, it's not someone else, it's you. In fact, even if you're a first-time visitor, this, this could be, you can, I'll give you permission to say this is my church if you want to. You don't have to, but you're welcome to. Because we're it, this is it. There's not something else, it's us. It's us in community striving towards what God has called us to. And we're gonna only be ever as great as our willingness to serve and to give our all and to live into our full potential to serve with excellence. And we are the church. And we will be the best church that we can be when each of us not only gives what we have, but we give our best. In the Old Testament, this was often known as the first fruits. You have to imagine a very agricultural society where people would grow crops, and there's lots of fruits of that crop, a lot of harvest, and you could choose what kind of harvest you give to the temple or give towards God. And God makes it very clear. He says, no, I want your first fruits. So the first of the land, give it to me first, and then you can do what you want with the rest. You can sell it, you can feed your family, whatever, but you give your first. He says, give your best. It has to come first, here, first, to God. And so when we talk about serving, that's what we're asking. We're saying, no, like we're not trying to strive for excellence because we want to impress anyone. I'll be honest with you, sometimes I strive for excellence because I want to impress you. And uh, uh, sometimes I'll even try to do a really good job at, at a sermon because I want to impress you. And then I go home, this is me being, this isn't even in my notes, this is just me being really transparent. And I'll go home and I'll determine the success of a sermon based on how many laughs I got. Isn't that, I got one. Woo! <laughs> I do! But you know, that's not the excellence that we're striving for. That's not what it's about. What it's about is not that you compare yourself or that like, hey, this person does that job better than me or like I'm not there yet. It's not about that at all. What it's about is saying I'm here, God matters, my relationship with God and this community matters and I'm just gonna give my all, whatever it is at that point. And that's what's most important. Where is your heart? Do you care? That's what we're looking for. It's not so much about performance. It's about do you care? And so when we talk about serving, we're like, you know what? We want to have the best coffee every week. You know, we just want to strive for it. You know what? And sometimes, I don't know. I think the coffee's always good, but who knows? Maybe it isn't sometimes. I don't know. We want to have the best children's ministry. We want to give our all. And it's not about being an impressive, like, best compared to other people, but we just want to give our all because we are giving it to God first, and we want to give every bit of our having. So this is the challenge, especially if you consider this your church home. When we talk about this lens of excellence, I want you to ask yourself, whatever area you're serving, there is not an area too small to care about. So every area you're serving whether it's greeting, whether it's a small group, whether you're hosting a small group, I want you to spend some time and I want you to think about, am I giving my all? What, what could make this even better? What could make this even more impactful? How can we be even more friendly without becoming annoyingly friendly? You know, there's, there's like a cutoff at some point. Like, Jesus, leave me alone. But you know, like, how can we do this best? I got another laugh. I'm gonna track them now. How can we do our best? So that's the two questions I want to leave with, and Alyssa's going to talk, come up and talk a little bit more about serving. First, what would it look like to come along and serve somewhere? Um, what area would you be willing to come and serve? Just That's the first question. What area would you be willing to serve? And the second one is, once you're serving, what would it look like to care so much about that area of service that you're willing to think about how it could be done even better? Not as a way to try to impress someone, certainly not to try to impress me, um, or Alyssa or, or anyone else, but just because you care about what you're giving to God.
So Alyssa's going to come up and share a little bit. During this series, if you're new with us, we've been doing something a little different. Instead of just doing a sermon, we've been trying to prepare for our new location. And so uh, one of us has been preaching, and the other one has been doing some either interviews or practical conversation around how to live this out, um, because we really want to take these values with us when we have this uh, new beginning at uh, at uh, this new location. And so Alyssa's going to talk a little bit more about serving. And friends, you're going to get everything you need to know about how to serve, and uh, even how to use um, Planning Center, which is one of the things we use for serving. So she's going to talk to you about that. Cool. Thank you. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Alyssa. Um, I'm one of the co-pastors here as well. It's so good to be in worship this morning. Um, This is one of my passions, um, just letting people live into their gifts and their calling of who they are and to God, um, how God is working in their life. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, First, I just want to explain a little bit about um, what we mean when we talk about serving. So serving um, is a a churchy word, I think. I think... um, in places not the church, we call it volunteering, right? So you've heard of volunteering. Um, and volunteering is really something when you're, like, helping out with a cause. It's something that you are um, interested in, but you do it when it's convenient, right? So, like, you do it when it's a slow season at work or when you don't have the kids or something like that. So volunteering is really um, a personal decision when it's convenient. You volunteer when you want, where you want, with whom you want, sometimes, you know, how long you want, all those things. But serving, when we talk about serving here in the church, we're really talking about where God is calling you to serve. What are the gifts and the passions and the talents and the time and energy that God has given you to to be in this particular place doing this particular ministry. And so we each, so serving is a ministry. It's not just I'm here and I have to make coffee or I'm here and I have to like say hi to people. But serving is really where you have gifts and talents and we want people to be serving where they're called. Um, So we kind of use this 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, we want you to be serving somewhere where you're called, where you're gifted, where you're passionate. And so I really love connecting people to other people. And so I love greeting and hanging out and saying, hey, you should meet this person. So 80% of the time, I love doing that. But then we, we also realize that sometimes there are just things that nobody wants to do. And so 20% of our time, we have to be willing to serve others by doing some of those things that we might not want to do, like cleaning toilets or something like that. Um, although most of the places where we meet, there's janitors. or like, we don't have to clean our own toilets, so that's good yet. But there might come a day. Um, so 80% of the time, we want you to be serving where you feel called and just recognizing that at some point you might be asked to do something that you're not necessarily gifted in, but you're able to do. Um, so that's kind of the difference between serving and volunteering. We believe that serving is, we're called to serve because Christ calls us to be servants of the master, to, to be servants of God. And so serving and loving everyone, not just when it's convenient, but when it's necessary as well. Um, so I just have a, little, a story about that. So 
when I, when Joe and I first started dating, he told me this about his mom, um, but then I also experienced it. So what he told me was that when I go to visit his parents' house for the first time, his mom is going to show me where the glasses are and she's going to get me a glass of water. But then every other time, like she's shown me, so now I have to go do it myself. So if you are a first time guest with us, welcome. But next week. Um, so, but the, the key in that was that she showed me how to do it. She equipped me to do it. And then I now have ownership. I can go look through the cabinets. I can go look through the fridge. I can go do my laundry there. Like I can change the channel on the TV sometimes unless it's Tennessee football. But so like now it's my place and I don't have to wait for someone or ask someone to do something. I now have ownership there. What that also means is that when someone new comes, then I have to be that person to potentially help them find the glasses and get a cup of water. And that's what we mean when we're talking about serving is that like, this is now your place. So you've been here once, someone handed you an update, we, we t showed you where coffee was, today we have popcorn. But next week, when you come back, you are more than welcome to just b jump in. We want you to jump in. We want you to say, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm good at. Can I do this? And we will say yes all the time, most of the time. Joe had a caveat, most of the time. Um, so I really love that about the church that, like Joe said, like we are the church. There's not anything else. There's not some like something behind the screen that we pull up at some point, and that's the church. Like we are the church. We are doing God's work. We are doing God's ministry right here. Um, so everyone has a place, and what our job is as leaders is to help you find your place, um, whether that's on Sunday morning or throughout the light, uh, throughout the week. I do have a caveat, though, because I know some people are like, I cannot serve every week. Yes, I understand. Do not serve every week. Um, but there's also seasons in life when we're like, I can't, I can't serve right now. Um, just had kids, or I'm traveling a lot, or um, work is really intense right now, and this is just not a season when I'm able to serve. And we want to say, that's all right. Like, that's why the rest of the church is here, to support you in those seasons of difficulty, knowing that at some point in the next season, you're going to be able to serve and support the people at that point who can't serve. Does that make sense? So we're all here together. We're all working on this together. And there's like the transparency of that, the vulnerableness, being able to say, I can't right now is so powerful and so good. So we don't want you to feel like you always have to be doing something just because we're teaching on this today. I want you to hear that. Um, we also believe that serving should increase your faith in God, that because we serve, when we serve and when we're serving others and we're serving God and we're doing it out of our passions and our gifts and who God called us and created us to be, that when we do that, that increases our faith in God. We see God work and move in ways that we would have never expected. And so we also want to say that if serving is not doing that, if when you serve you are kind of like getting pushed away from God, we want you to stop serving. Focus on your relationship with God. Talk to your team leader or me or Joe and just really, and we're okay with you stopping serving so that you can get, that your relationship with God is more important than um, 
than that. And so eventually then when you can increase your faith again, begin serving in maybe a, a healthier way. Um, I also want to, I know I just like keep saying, I also want to, I also want to. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I love about serving. Um, I want to look at the distinction between serving on Sunday mornings and serving throughout the week. So on your response card, on the back of it, we have a bunch of areas where um, people are serving um, currently or where we in the future want to have people serving. Um, and so the top half um, are places that you can serve on Sunday morning, and the bottom half are places that we have available to serve throughout the week. Um, and kind of like when I went to Joe's parents for, like when we visit Joe's parents, after, after I've been there for a while, since I'm there, I have to help. So we eat dinner, and then everyone helps clear the table. Everyone helps with the dishes. Everyone's wrangling the kids. Everyone is doing all this stuff. Because we're all there, we all have a role. And so I, I want to say, I'm not sure if it's gonna, how it's going to come out. But um, because you're here, we want you to serve. Like Joe said, there's a lot of stuff. Um, and so if you're coming on Sunday morning anyways, we'd love for you to jump in and serve. So we need people to put out the guest stuff. We need people to um, get the signs up and do all of these things, make coffee, help with the kids. And you're here already. So we'd love for you. You're here already. Just jump in and serve. Um, and so this, so serving on Sunday morning may or may not be within your 80%. For me, it is within my 80%. Um, but for you, it might be your 20%, that that's what you give during the week because you know it has to be done and you want to be available and you feel like God is calling you to be a part of this community and you're a part of this family, so you just do what has to be done. So if you're interested in any of those things, whether 80%, 20% serving on Sunday morning, um, we'd love for you to sign up for that. So welcome team. Um, this is this is led by Denise Kilgore. She's not here this morning, um, but that's going to be our greeters and making coffee and um, helping with parking, helping visitors find parking. Um, City Kids, uh, we are hiring a leader. So if you're interested in that's like your thing is working and organizing uh, ministry for kids, we'd love to have a leader for that. Um, but that's working with kindergartners and um, elementary students and teaching them to love Jesus and um, helping like care for the babies when they cry and stuff like that. So we'd love for you to sign up for that. Transition team, this is our setup and teardown. Um, at the new space, we'll be setting up our chairs. So here we've been so lucky, we don't have to set these up, um, which is good and bad. But so at the new space, we'll be setting up chairs on Sunday morning. So if you're open to coming a couple, like an hour early, uh, we'd love for you to come and do that. Media team, we have slides and we have people who run sound if you're interested in that. And then worship team, we have a creative planning team that gets together and plans our worship services and our series. And if you're, if you are a creative thinker or you want to have some input in that, um, we'd love you for you to join us with that. And then if you sing and play an instrument, so those are Sunday morning options. Um, and I'm sure there's more that we could think of. If you're like, hey, I like doing this, and this could work on Sunday mornings, we'd love to hear that from you. Um, so then we also. Um, we want to be a, a church that is not just coming together on Sunday mornings, but in filling ourselves, but also moving out into the community and working with people in the community. And so that looks like small groups. A lot of um, 
small groups meet in homes and um, people lead those and people bring um, like goodies and dinner and stuff to small groups. So if you're interested in that, we have a local missions team that works on missions throughout the city, volunteer opportunities for the wider city as well as us as a community. Um, outreach, follow-up, um, finance and administration, if you're good at that, um, all of those. So if you are passionate or called or gifted in any of those areas, we'd love for you to sign up um, for any of those as well. So I now want to talk through the process for serving because you're like, I'm going to check this box and then I have no idea what's going to happen. They're going to throw me in next week and I won't know what I'm doing. It's not going to happen. Um, so once you sign up to serve, we then have whoever's leading, whoever is the contact for that ministry team, they're going to send you an email, welcome you to the team, and then have you um, sign in to um, like figure out what the team is, so you're gonna, they're going to tell you what happens on that team, what your role will be, how often you serve, what you do, and then they're going to get you connected to Planning Center. So Joe already mentioned it earlier, but Planning Center is a way that we um, kind of organize all of our servants for Sunday mornings as well as other things. So they're going to get you connected to Planning Center. Um, they're going to get a time to meet with you and um, really talk through and equip you, give you all the resources you need to actually serve in that area. Um, and then you're going to be able to shadow a current servant. So if you're making coffee, Joanna or Kara are going to come on Sunday morning and tell you how many cups of coffee to put in the maker and how much water, and they're going to tell you all of that stuff. So you're, you'll get to shadow someone and see it in action hands-on. And then you get to start serving on your own. We'll schedule you through Planning Center. It'll be great. And if it's not the right fit, after two weeks you're like, I don't ever want to do this ever again. That's great. We'll find another place for you to serve, and we can start all over. Um, but I want to show you a quick video. It's three minutes long, and it shows you everything you need to know about Planning Center. So if you've never heard of Planning Center, this is your introduction. And um, since all of you are going to be signing up to serve at the end of this service, you all need to know how to use this. So let's watch the video. So that's Planning Center. Um, we love it. It's really user-friendly. And um, I do just have a couple comments about it before I close, and I'll invite the, actually the band can come up now um, and get set up for the, next, for the closing song. Um, I, I do recommend downloading the app. It's really easy, but you can also go online to use it on a desktop computer. Um, and I, you know, we talk about serving, and um, it's really important when you're scheduled to serve if you accept or decline. And they showed you a couple of different ways you can go into the app to do that, or you can get the email and hit accept or decline right from the email. But it's really important that we know if you're going to be here or not. Um, like, there's a yellow, so there was green was accept, red was decline, and then there's a yellow, which is pending, and that's the worst color in the world. I just watched like 10 parody videos on YouTube of Planning Center, like encouraging people to, to accept or decline. Um, but it's just really, like when we talk about serving with excellence, that's one of the things that is excellent, is accepting or declining. I don't care if you're gone, just tell me. Um, Declining is really good if you're not going to be here or if you aren't going to serve that. Like, even if you show up to church but you still declined, that's great. I love it because you hit the button um, and let us know. Um, so that is, oh, also blocking out dates is great. So we know not to serve you if you're going to be gone. But all of that can be done in the app. Um, I do want to just say when we, talk, when we sign up 
to serve. You're not going to serve every week. Our goal is that people are serving once a month in City Kids and, um, and then no more than maybe twice um, in other areas, just because we want you to be able to have capacity for serving throughout the week and doing other things. And so if that's one of your concerns, you aren't signing up to serve for the rest of your life every single week, um, but, but it is uh, signing up to serve. And in those um, times when you know, we say once a month for city kids, that does mean that we need more servants, but it does mean that you can rotate and you don't have to be there every week, which gives everyone um, just a better feel for being a part of this community. So um, let's stand and um, sing our last song. And then after this, we're going to give you some time um, to ask questions about serving. Um, like you can talk to us after the service about serving. So let's stand and sing. <laughs>